listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. And welcome back to the championship edition of the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod and you can follow Apollo at Apollo H-O-U. And Des, 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 here we are. Someone in this room is very happy. They're wearing a Mississippi State shirt. They're wearing a Mississippi State hat because Mississippi State has won their first national title in any sport as a team in 125 years since they started tracking team national championships. It's been 138 years since they started playing sports, but 125 years of whatever they want to call this era. But Mississippi State, has won the college baseball national championship, the college world series. Omaha is theirs. And it kind of wasn't close. No game was close in the finals. I'm not making this about me, but the day I got accepted into Mississippi state, they won their first championship. I don't know if it's just me doing that. And that's what makes, um, made it happen, but I'm not talking about me today. I'm talking about our bulldogs, um, I can't wait to to head to Starkville this fall and get my school on there and uh, be a champion because uh, we've waited way too long. And um, you saw it with the crowd. You saw it in the energy of the stadium and then the all the fallout on social media as well from all the videos of celebrating. It was truly, truly special. And it couldn't have gone to a better team who's been – I mean, the whole storyline was like, are they the best team to ever not win a championship? Like, that's all they kept talking about. And um, here we are, champions in Omaha. How's it feel, Stoney? It's still very surreal. Obviously, I had no part in playing the game of baseball for this baseball team, but I went to Mississippi State in 2018. I worked for the baseball team in 2019 and 2020. Season got cut short. My senior year got cut short. I felt cheated a little bit because that 2020 felt like the year. We had two first round picks. We had a second round pick. We had a pitching staff that looked to be very poised and a bullpen that looked like it was going to be very good. Landon Sims only threw like three games towards the end of the year. And we were like, wait a second, we got a, we got a guy in this. And you had Justin Fosk, you Jordan Westberg, you had Rowdy Jordan, Tanner Allen that we thought was going to be their last year. In 2020, we thought they were too good. They were going to go in the drafts, and COVID cuts everything short. We get cheated. There's no, there's no baseball. There's no Omaha. There's no College World Series. I felt depleted because the last game I worked was an Oregon State game on a Sunday where a couple home runs were hit. It was a fun series. We won the series. Um, we lost that game, I believe. But that was the last game I worked at Duty Noble for Mississippi State Athletic Department. So I have a little bit of connection to this team because I, I showed up in 2018 and that was the team of destiny that ended up losing to Oregon State before the championship series. Jake Mangum, the mayor of Starkville, is on those teams. And you got Rowdy, you got T.A., Justin Foskey, Jordan Westberg, Elijah McNamee's hitting walk-offs left and right. You have all of these incredible moments over the last three seasons, three full seasons, I should say. And you, you saw it building. And we tweeted it out from the RTO account, um, Jake Mangum, after his final game as a Mississippi State Bulldog in Omaha. They lost the second game to Louisville, I believe, in 2019. And Jake Mangum's getting all emotional, and he turns to his, his right, and he's looking at Coach Lamonis, Chris Lamonis, the head coach of Mississippi State, and he says, look, I, this wasn't the year, but I, I know you are going to be the man that leads this team to a national title. And he said, he doesn't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to be him. And it was going to be Chris Malonis either way. And here we are. It's 2021 Mississippi state wins a national title under Chris Lamonis. He doesn't make, I think he made one bad decision in the um, college world series in the Omaha run itself. And I think that was playing Parker Stinnett before the rain delay. And he gives up a three run home run to, the Hispanic Titanic, Ivan Melendez. So one mistake, there's, it was an awesome feeling 
never too high, never too low. The team battled. I said it on the podcast before the College World Series final started that this team is good at winning. They may not be particularly great at one particular part of the game. They're good at defense. They're good at pitching. They're good at hitting. They're good at hitting for power. They're just great at winning, and they proved that. They proved that. They won a national championship and beat all of these teams and arguably the greatest, one of the greatest college pitchers of all time, Kumar Rocker, got him in the last game. It's nuts. It, it's still very surreal because as a Mississippi State fan, if you're a Mississippi State fan and you're listening to this, you know exactly the feeling that we all had during the College World Series. We're like, okay, this is great. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when, when is the heartbreak going to come? You're just yeah. expecting it. And this year it didn't happen. And that's strange. It's a strange feeling. I just sat there and smiled at the TV. I didn't jump up. I didn't yell. I'm just confused. I didn't know what to do with my hands. Mississippi State won a national title. I think you guys absolutely played hands down. Obviously, you you, you beat Vanderbilt, so you, you you played better than Vanderbilt, but you kind of spanked them for 26 innings. They, Vanderbilt was only good for one inning. I was the first inning of game one and put the game away that early. Other than that, the other 26 innings, it was all Mississippi State. And that's pretty fucking impressive because that Vanderbilt team at is – has a ton of guys that have drafted. They're going to be back next year. They, they just are studs, and it was kind of not sweaty at all. I mean, I, I definitely thought going into Game Three, you had Bednar and Rocker, and and you had Sims waiting to come in, and the, I thought there was going to be a chess match of okay, when do you bring Sims in, when do you not? But you got all over Rocker, had a no no through what eight and a third. It was a uh, seven and a third. It was seven into the third. eighth inning. Yeah, and it was just cruise control for a national championship game. Like the least for a fan base and for a school that had their hearts ripped out time and time again, uh, this thing has been eluding them forever. Uh, that's probably got to be the stress, the stress-free championship that everyone dreams of because um, I didn't expect it, but am I surprised? No, because the Mississippi, Mississippi state team can hit, they got three dudes that are goons on the mound, and you got Landon Sims, who's a god. So um, I'm just – it's earned. It's well-earned because when you could say you beat that Vanderbilt team with Lighter and Rocker um, and Little, hey, you just got to tip your cap to the Mississippi State Bulldogs, your true champions, and nothing like a little bulldog dog pile. And we can talk about it now that the game's in it. That yes. dude was safe. Dude was safe on the bunt. Oh god. <laughs> the so, last out wasn't wasn't an out. Like in real time, I see the bunt being laid down, and I was like, what the fuck is Vanderbilt doing? Why are we bunting? There's two outs in the ninth. Don't concede. Like he bunted it really hard. It went to the third yeah. baseman. It got yeah. there fairly quickly. The guy on the base pass obviously is very fast. And Cameron James rifles it in. No, no hesitation, no hitch in his step, step or anything. And he gets it off. In real time, I'm like, oh God. They're going to score two and it's going to delay the final out. And it's going to be frustrating because Sims is going to give up a home run, but he didn't really give up a home run because the home run doesn't matter. The ump said, fuck it. We're going home. Mississippi state wins. You're out. We're not even going to review it. Tim Corbin didn't even come out. It wasn't worth it. Nine, yeah. nine runs is hard. And you had two outs. Yeah. I, it wasn't worth our time. It was worth it to see the dog pile in that moment. Cause it also was a rep. Um, representation of the mississippi state defense of the whole college world series zero errors in the entire time they were in omaha and it was the complete opposite of what vandy had been doing in the field their infield was turning into puddles the entire series they were <laughs> bouncing balls left and right off their gloves one of them gets stuck in their gloves and and the shortstop glove it was a tanner allen hit obviously it was hit hard but starts an entire rally and they scored like four runs in that inning it's just it was the weirdest thing because Vanderbilt is you would have to think that Vanderbilt is the most disciplined team because of what Tim Corbin brings. You have to bring your notebook to practice. You have to take notes while you're at practice. You take notes while you're in the dugout during games, you're disciplined, you're in depth, you're detail oriented. And when a team has 12 errors in what five games or seven games, whatever it was, that's insane. It, it's really insane. And it, of course, the game starts with a, a single by Rowdy 
and then a double play ball from Cameron James and Rocker throws it in the outfield. And that's how a sack fly happens. That's how the game started was an error, basically. Yeah, I mean, I was I was shocked to see that Vandy defense regress in that moment. Um, it just seemed like they've been here before. You know, they were the reigning champs due, you know, because of the COVID year. And you just thought that in a game three, they would have shown up and they didn't. And so um, I, I think, like you said, Mississippi State, they, they knew there was blood in the water early on and they just were all gas, no brakes, and just kept the foot down and were just go, 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 go. And so um, I would have loved, honestly, I because this may be my bias, I think Texas beats that Vanderbilt team too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to see Mississippi State versus NC State though. I think that would have been – an epic three game series. I don't think you would have survived that series, Stoney, because uh, it was both team of destinies. NC State, hot as can be. Um, I think they were better than Vanderbilt. They, Vanderbilt, you know, got a little gifted a, an appearance to the national championship, but a Mississippi State versus NC State matchup would have been, that would have been some damn good baseball. I, I think I have a comparison to the Vanderbilt. 2021 baseball team okay let's hear it's a it's a football baseball comparison so it's it doesn't make sense but it makes sense it's the it's the 2018 alabama crimson tide Hmm. they didn't play anyone all year their defense wasn't that good everybody was hurt tua was banked up they get to the national title game they play clemson and clemson puts up 40 plus on them it's like a 30 game 30 point game that's what it felt like because it was close in the beginning and all of a sudden, the floodgates just opened up. The first game, let's just, we'll get into the first game. So first game, you've got nerves all day as a Mississippi State fan or a Vanderbilt fan. You're like, you're ready for 6 p.m. Rain delay happens. There was no rain. What are we doing? So we, we start the game an hour later than we had planned. So that's another hour of stress and anxiety on the fans perspective and the players themselves. Cause then you, you sat there and warmed up for two hours and now you got another hour. So that's frustrating. You start the game and you can tell when Christian McLeod got on the mound that something was up. You right. can see it in his eyes. He, he put his hat to his chest. He was doing his pregame prayer. Like, like he always does. And you could see his chest just thumping. Yeah. It's a national title game. I get it. Nerves are a thing. Nerves are always going to be a thing. I think for any athlete, if you don't get the nerves, then you probably don't love it that much, right? But you could tell he was a little rattled before the game started. I think he got the he he walked the first two, got an out, and then he hit the next two, and it it was just bad. They scored yeah, seven you, runs. You could tell he was throwing across his body. He was he was he was kind of working through it. He was not even pitching. He was just kind of throwing. Um, if you played baseball before, you, you know that term when a, a pitcher's not pitching, he's throwing. It's it's never a good recipe. And um was texting with you about it. I was like, man, this this could get ugly quick. Um if if they don't pull him right now because it just it, it probably was a nerves, but also just he wasn't trusting his mechanics at all. And for a dude that has been a stud all year, it was kind of surprising to see. Yeah, so it's a little frustrating because you get off to the start with Cameron James. He hits a home run off of Jack Leiter. Yeah. You can't have a be- better possible start because they did the exact same thing in the regular season. They hit a home run. Up, I think it was Rowdy Jordan hit a home run off of him to start the game in the regular season off of Jack Leiter. And you're like, okay, we're fine. We can hit a 95 down the middle. If he misses middle, middle, it's going to go out of the yard. We're going to be fine. Put it in the gap, put it over the fence. They can hit. They're going to be just fine. And then you give up seven or I guess McLeod gave up four before he came out and he still had people on base. He had two guys on base. And then uh, I think it was Kate Smith came in and just gave up a three run tank and it, it was over instantly, instantly over seven to one. It ended up being eight to two. The good news is that you went through a bunch of bullpen arms, but you didn't go through your studs. You only gave up one more run. So your bullpen only gave up two runs. Yeah, they gave up two runs, and your bullpen looked good. Yeah. Granted, your your batting wasn't great. You only scored one more run throughout the game. But if 
you don't have that start. It's a 2-2 ball game. So if you look at it from that perspective, that's a win. Everything else about that game was a loss. You move into game two. And look, when I woke up on Monday, I was terrified. Throwing up, just panic attacks induced everywhere. Tuesday, I wake up, I'm fine. You know, because like it's do or die and you're not nervous anymore. You're not afraid to die. That's that's kind of the analogy there. Woke up, I was fine. I was like, I'm not going to throw up today. I'm good. I'm chilling. We get there, we, we light up the 17-year-old Christian Little. Vanderbilt's team didn't look strong. We scored 13 runs. Was it 13 to 2? Yeah, so, it was It was an absolute ass. They ass walked, would they walk 11 times? Yeah. 11 times. So I think Mississippi State tied the record the night before with eight walks or nine walks um, dished out. And then Vandy just blows it out of the water the next night. And they just couldn't stop scoring and they couldn't stop hitting. And you texted me that night. You're like, they scored too many runs. They're going to run out of runs. And I was like, I don't think so because they walked 11 times. Yeah. I, I think the the thing that when we were texting each other um, for everyone listening, like I was like, we're punting the lighter game. Yeah. First inning, you told me that. I was like, punt the lighter game. The The score is already the deficit. Go get little, which you did. And I was like, in game three, anything can happen. And that's what happened. I mean, and now, and I, I don't think Mississippi State got lucky. I thought they were the better team. They are the better team. And they face a dude that's going to make a ton of money here in a couple of weeks. And um, they had really, really good at bats. And I just kept saying, there's not a lot of outs in this Mississippi state lineup. And if they, if they are now in the lineup, they make you fucking work hard for that out. And it's something as a, as a guy that played the game, like you, you look at, you know, the opposing teams uh, lineup one through nine and you start circling guys. Okay. I could, these are kind of where the outs are in the lineup. We can kind of get some here, you know, stay away from this guy. When you look at that Mississippi State lineup one through nine, there's no one in that that you can really circle. And we saw it all throughout the tournament. We saw it from the thing that jump-started, I think, it all was the comeback against Virginia. I mean, down 4 nothing, getting no hit, and all of a sudden you blink and they're on top of Virginia and they're putting up a shit ton of runs. And then – Obviously, I saw it so many freaking times this year playing you guys in the Texas games. And so there's not a lot of outs. And it was just a world-class performance. And I think I think I fell, I fell in love with that Tanner Allen kid because the quote – did you hear the quote he had at the end of the game? Which one? There were so many. He goes, I couldn't be more happy for this team, a town, a fan base, the whole state of Mississippi – Except, Except for, for Oxford. Oxford. It was <laughs> so perfect because what? Ole Miss fans. So if you don't follow Dave Portnoy, still president, Barstool CEO or Barstool president, um, he tweeted out, I don't think there's another fan base that travels like this to Omaha. Sound off in the comments, basically, is what he said. He basically said, what other fan base is going to travel like Mississippi State did? And if you didn't watch the games, they're – at a minimum, there was 20,000 Mississippi State fans. Oh, at, at, a, at a minimum. At least. Nuts. We'll get into what's going to happen with Duty Noble after the break. But um, he tweets that out, and Barstool Mints, Mincy, he, uh, his curse stayed true because Mississippi State won a national championship. He's an Ole Miss grad, and he picked Bandy to win. So it's unfortunate for him. I'm so happy it happened to him. I, I couldn't be happier. Um but Dave tweets that out, and Ole Miss fans are just going crazy because people are not mentioning Ole Miss in these replies, and all the Ole Miss fans are just targeting these people. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ole Miss would do that. Arkansas and Mississippi State don't even have that many fans. Arkansas, Mississippi State, and LSU, and probably pretty close Texas, those are your four. Those for are travel, the four that, that for travel. Best travel? Uh, yeah, I would have I would have LSU, yeah. LSU in front of Texas. Um, I don't. I can't argue the other three. Texas really didn't. They traveled. They travel. Well. They, they travel. were the second most uh, represented fan base in Omaha opening weekend. But it's kind. Of, I mean, it's Nebraska though. So like, everyone hates Texas no matter what. There. So yeah. it's 
it's it's always going to be a away game no matter how good we travel um just because the people in that state hate texas so much it goes back you know to the southwest the big 12 days so i think it's a little i think texas could travel better but i also think the they're very limited on um on getting their people there because everyone loves to go see texas lose so right um I would have, yeah, I would say those other three are, are the ones to, to be. But the funniest thing about the Ole Miss targeting everyone in those comments is that the people that were replying back to the Ole Miss people were just like, yeah, I guess we'll never find out. Because Ole Miss, they can't make it to Omaha. <laughs> they just can't do <laughs> they it. Can't. They can't do it. And Tanner Allen took the shots of all shots in a post-game interview after winning a national title and becoming a cult hero. I texted it to you. I was like, Tanner Allen is a cult hero. He is. He is. He, oh. the, the high shorts. They're not pants. They're shorts. <laughs> we, we, we talked about it. You could tell everyone. We, we talked, like, everyone listening, we talked depth. about in-depth breaking down how they get their uniforms together. So like, if you're curious, it's tights. They're three-quarter tights over the socks over the high socks that's how it makes it look like it's just a sock all the way up i'm all in on the high shorts i, I think i'm just Dude, gonna wear i'm about to rock short shorts the entire year for uh our apollo softball league i'm, I'm rocking the high high high, socks. high shorts high, high socks short shorts dude i'm so down for that all in on it and i'm wearing number five because i'm all in on tanner allen too but yeah it takes an ultimate shot at all Miss fans which is has to hurt so much more as an Ole Miss fan because as a Mississippi State fan, if Ole Miss were to go to Omaha or win a national title in football, it would hurt so much more than losing the Egg Bowl. It would hurt so much more than going uh, winless throughout an entire baseball or football season. It would That's how much it would hurt. And the fact that you had to witness Mississippi State win a national title and then their best player, Colt Hero, takes a shot at your city and your school – it doesn't get any better than that. It was truly incredible. I heard it and I was like, oh my God, he did it. He did a thing. He did a thing. <laughs> he did a thing. Uh yeah. I I I just I was at the Astros game. So um I was I was watching on my phone and obviously I was networking, doing a bunch of stuff. And um, but every time I just turned back, it was just seemed like Mississippi State had vandy like it was like like the older brother little brother kind of scenario right like you just let your little brother hang around get a get a shot up and then just fucking reject the shit out of it it just it just felt like they out they were just a way better different class than them and it, it there's some hard questions that should be talked about that vanderbilt team because they didn't show up they got gifted a championship series and they didn't show up and um look lighter's gone rocker's gone i'm look vanderbilt has all those fucking loopholes to get all those scholarships so they're gonna reload but um it's gonna be really interesting to see how that uh how that team bounces back because i think i think they got crushed a bit because i think when you go up so early in game one and lighter cruises right you just need one one of two um and you have rocker in your back pocket and then just to get, I think Kendall's, I think Roger said, I think it was 23 to three after that first inning. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's just a plain old ass whooping. No matter which way you want to spin it, whatever it is, I can't even spin that. And I'm the king of making chicken salad and chicken shit. Like you just can't spin that 23 to three after the first inning. Uh, yikes. Yikes is all I could say. I know you watched game two. So during game two, when you're looking in the dugout, when they pan to Vandy's dugout, Kumar Rocker's playing with a cup. Yep. He's got it all fucked up. He's playing with it. He's made a pattern, whatever. You could tell in the dugout that they weren't going to win game three. I, I literally said it in my head. I did not say it to you. I did not put it on Twitter. I was like, I'm keeping this to myself until it happens but I was a hundred percent confident. Like woke up this morning, little nervous, but incredible or yesterday morning when uh, the game actually happened on Wednesday, but woke up a little nervous, but I was confident. It was the same kind of ordeal when Omaha started when I was confident in that first game against Texas. And I, I was 
cheesing in your face on this podcast and you were you were getting a little little triggered i wasn't triggered you were getting a little you were just you didn't like the way my attitude was based on like compared to your attitude that's basically what it was i was very confident i had the same kind of look today or wednesday and let me tell you this so there's a co-worker she's a lady um she works in accounting she's nice as all get out i met her about a year ago i had just started my job last april and about a year ago met her on a friday and we have casual fridays you get to wear jeans and a t-shirt whatever she was wearing a vanderbilt jersey and i already didn't like her just based off of that she's the nicest lady of all time but she wore a vandy jersey the first time i met her and i was like i don't i don't care for you i don't i just genuinely don't so then i'm upstairs talking to the program finance team she comes over and she starts talking baseball to me before the series started so i'm like okay we'll talk some baseball that's fine and she's cheesing she's doing the same shit i did to you on the podcast a week and a half ago and i looked at her in disgust i was so pissed off it's not it's not a great feeling bro it's not and and then they give up seven runs in the first inning and I couldn't stand it. I, I wanted to burn any black and gold I had in my apartment. I, I was ready. I was ready to go on a rampage and just on a full smear asterisk campaign against Vandy. Woke up the next morning completely confident. I was good. But you could see in the dugout that they were dejected and Mississippi State was just like, they were stoic in there. They weren't, they weren't just going nuts like, oh, we put up 13 runs. The job wasn't done, and they understood that. It was nuts. And someone tweeted out the day of the Wednesday game, game three. It was a Mississippi State fan account, whatever. I think it was Left Little Lounger. He said when he saw them walking to the bus that they were ready to go commit a crime, basically. That's like the face of their team. They were ready to go commit crimes, do a job, get the fuck back home. That's what they were there for. And once I saw that tweet, I was all the way in on confidence. No more nervousness in my body. I was all good. Definitely didn't throw up at all. Yeah. So as, I mean, obviously you graduated from Mississippi State and I'm attending there in the fall. Um, I haven't heard back from Vanderbilt yet, so I may just be going to Starkville. But I mean, that's where champions go. Um, But as a future graduate there, where would you rank this championship in your sports fandom? Is it number one? Um, so for those of you who do not know my background, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan because my dad was born in Miami and lived there. He grew up there a little Everyone bit. Everyone listening, he's going to justify all the different teams he cheers for. It's very it's, confusing. Yeah. So I was born in Dallas. All of my family is pretty much Texas Rangers fans. I have the dire need to be different. So I chose the Astros. I like Jeff Bagwell on Backyard Baseball 2003. Essentially, that's how I chose the Astros. Glad I stuck with it in the in the long run. Um, and then I chose the Knicks because I like Stefan Marbury as a child. I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama. I didn't I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a there was no teams to choose from. It was Auburn, Alabama, and that was it. And I didn't choose I didn't choose those two either. So my mom's a Mississippi State grad. I'm a Mississippi State grad. My sister's now at Mississippi State. Now Your the oldest is going to Mississippi State. Yes, my my best friend and my co-host is going to Mississippi State in the fall. It's good. It's it's this family affair. But the only championship I had seen as a fan was the Astros in 2017. And that year was really rough on me and my family and everything. So that, that one meant a whole lot. That one, I watched it by myself, game seven in the living room. It was, it was one of the better feelings I've ever had. Ground ball, right side could do it. Like we still talk about it and it still counts in our heads and every it's cheaters versus cheaters. That's all it was. And it still mattered and it was still incredible in the moment, but having worked for the baseball team and gone to the school and gone to all those games. And I was basically classmates with all of these guys that are graduating. Now we came in at the same time. We were, I left one year before they did, but I know some of these people I worked for the team. I got to sit on the field during games. I got to, I know every nook and cranny of duty noble It's different it feels different. I have a more of a personal connection to Mississippi state than I do the Astros just because I've been there all the time. I, I didn't grow up in Houston. I don't get to go to games all the time. So it's a little different. So Mississippi state and winning is by far and away my favorite championship and probably will be 
until the Dolphins win a Super Bowl. Because that's the only team I was given. I was I was told I was a Dolphins fan and I had to live with it. So if and when the Dolphins win a championship, Mississippi State winning a college baseball national championship means more than any of them by far. If they win a football one, I think the baseball one still means a lot more. Yeah, just because of the connections to the team and working for them. I worked for the football team too. It's just I was a lot more frustrated during the football games than I was the baseball games. So it was a lot more fun. But it yeah. was also just a cool thing to see one, the entire city of Starkville there, but two, all the who's who of Mississippi State. You know, uh, every time ESPN could get a camera shot of my guy, Dakota Rain. Um, as a Cowboy fan, I love that guy to death. And and to see him healthy, to see him moving about and being with the fans and just chilling and vibing uh, was really, really fucking cool. And it just it just felt like it was Mississippi State's year. Now that we're like – now that it's all done and, and the road to Omaha is complete and, you know, we're about to go in the offseason and the transfer portal and all that crap. But to sit here and be like, yeah, if – Mississippi State won the championship, I'd be like, I could believe that because the team was just built for this run. And I think I think your your skipper talked about it yesterday. And he goes, you know, after our, for our two trips to Omaha in 18 and 19, I knew it was coming soon. I just didn't know when exactly. And, and we talked about, like, this team was – they've been there. And you can't, you can't substitute experience in Omaha. Like, you just can't. Um, and this team had it, and they've been there. They've they've had the lows of lows. Now they have the highest of highs. But you can't you can't ever doubt the experience factor when it comes to handicapping teams that could win in Omaha. And um, it, it it's been incredible. It's been an incredible run. Um, I, the the home crowd essentially every single game. Um going the way you guys did i just i still can't even get over the virginia game like nuts you're dead in the water like then you're you got to do what texas had to do and win all these single games to even try to even get to the championship and then your pitching's fucked and everything's screwed and you're getting no hit and then you just put up a billion runs and you kill virginia you kill their team like just take all their freaking wind out of their cells and you you Crashed we melt, we melted all of their dipping dots. We melted you, all of them. You crashed the dipping dot stock as well. Like it, it's just, it was a hell of a run. It really was. It like to see Tanner Allen and Riley Jordan and Ben Darn Sims, and just to see them all go to work. We'll we'll talk about this team for the next decade. Like every time there's an Omaha thing, you'll always see those four guys, which is so damn cool. And it was, it was really cool because Lamonis, after the game, was just said these guys worked hard, yada yada yada. He never took any credit for himself, but I'm about to give him a shitload of credit because if you look at every other team that made it to Omaha, all of their aces and all of their best relievers did not have their best stuff. They were tired. They'd been throwing 100 and 120 plus pitches every week for once a game and. Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker, you saw it. They Their velo was down. Their stuff wasn't as nasty. And all of a sudden, Bednar can come in and throw three. He threw 18.1 innings, had 26 strikeouts, like six walks. He won uh, Omaha's best player, MVP, whatever you want to call it. He came in. He had his stuff because he didn't get overworked throughout the season. Landon Sims comes in and throws three innings like every other game in Omaha and the Super Regionals and the Regionals because he only threw one or two innings every weekend. He wasn't overused. And that's incredible coaching that you have the faith in your guys that are not your frontline starters, not your frontline bullpen. They're, it's not your psychopath and Landon Sims every time. You got a different guy every day, which is incredible because that also sets you up for the future. It doesn't just set you up for Omaha that season. It sets you up for next year because all of these guys now just got a shitload of experience during the College World Series, during the College World Series final during the super regionals in front of 15 to 25,000 fans. And they have big game experience. Now it's, it's insane how good of a coaching job that is. And Lamonis doesn't take any credit, but that coaching staff did a hell of a job this year. Everybody was fresh. They got to Omaha and they were ready to 
do a job. That's that's what it was. It was never too high. It was never too low. It was crazy. It it's really surreal. And the I want to say one more thing. The coolest part was seeing Rafael Palmero, arguably the greatest Mississippi State Bulldog baseball player ever. Ever. He's he's one. He's number one. And he's in the stands with a stupid smile on his face, videoing the field as they're dogpiling. It meant just as much for Rafael Palmero to win that national championship as it did for any other Mississippi State Bulldog. It's insane. Every fan, every ex-player, every ex-baseball player, any athlete is nuts. It meant so much to them. They've sold $5 million on just one website worth of merchandise for national championship gear. It's insane. It's incredible how much this meant to one fan base. And I don't think there's another school that would represent that. Yeah, I think the 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 best thing about it was um yeah, the the boys and and the team and the coaching staff they won, but the everyone in the state won. Everyone that's went to school there, every past bulldog that's had heartbreak felt a sense of relief, felt like a champion and it just meant more. <laughs> and there's a little SEC plug for you right there, but it <laughs> It honestly was it's special when that happens because when you're when you're in that dog pile and I've dogpiled twice and both times it was probably like the worst the worst like moment because you're just like sitting there like I'm about to, I'm about to suffocate to death, but it's also like we just fucking won and we're dogpiling. But I bet I bet the sense of relief for all those guys because if you're if you're a player, you're carrying all that with you. You know the history, you know about the heart, the heartbreak and the defeats. You've lived through it twice already as a as a player, right? Because of the other of 18 and 19. Um, you didn't get a chance in 20 to play. So you're 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 weighing all that on top of a a, a institution that hasn't won a national championship before. You have all these other factors, and then you have to face Rocker and Vanderbilt, who just won. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of outside noise, a lot of pressure. And I just can't think um, – I think you can look back and you could talk to this coaching staff, and they put a clinic on how to coach. Like, you talked about um, keeping the guys fresh and all that, but just to handle all that outside noise and to handle all that stuff and to, to make the run you did in Omaha and all those crazy fucking games against Virginia and Texas and this, the super regional against, you know, Notre Dame who was hitting a billion home runs. Uh, like it's just a, a case study of really damn good coaching. And because a, you could see a lot of teams get eaten up by the outside, outside noise. You can see them getting eaten up by the, the grind. And it, yes, there's lucky breaks. You have to get along the way to dogpile in Omaha, but this coaching staff, it's wow. That's all I guess is just wow. It's been crazy. And uh, Tim Tadlock for Texas Tech got a lifetime contract. Look, I'm not saying we're going to do <laughs> I mean, that, but I would say we should probably do that. As of right now, I mean, Lamonis is young. His dad was a Mississippi State grad. Lamonis was not, but it's home for him. He, he grew up being a Mississippi State fan. He did not go there. He did not coach there beforehand. And it's, it's a very cool thing. They put out a video day today, the Mississippi State Baseball account on Twitter, and it's uh, Coach Lamonis's dad. He's been in the hospital. He wasn't able to go to Omaha, so he did not get to witness the game in person. And he's sitting on the, on the bus, and he's just saying, that was, that was really cool. It, it was the, one of the coolest things ever. And he's, he's decked out. He's got Mississippi State hat on. He's got a national championship shirt on. All of a sudden, off the plane, here comes Lamonis with the trophy in hand, first off the plane. And all of a sudden, his dad's there on the tarmac. And wow. he goes in there, and he's like, Dad, I, I didn't know you were coming. And he gives him a big old hug, and he's, he's showing him the trophy. He's like, isn't this cool? Isn't this awesome? And his dad's just sitting there bawling. And it, it's, oh, God, it's so hard. And it's sports. Sports will do that to you. Sports it's the, will always do that. It's the coolest thing in like I said, for this fan base to win it, I am a fan of this base, and this is completely biased, but I don't know if there's another fan base that would treat a national baseball title like this. I don't I don't think so. Texas is one of few. 
UCLA has won a few. If Arkansas won one, I'm curious to see what how that reaction is. But yeah, I I think because Mississippi State wasn't the chalk, right? They were they were the uh, seven seed the nationally seven seed before nationally. the title started. Um, they it wasn't it wasn't like Arkansas when if if being the number one overall seed like it wasn't chalky. I mean, I maybe a tad, but it was it was an opportunity that like the the sell the raw emotion from the celebration of it all. I I still think if in a couple of years the Mississippi State runs it back and they win, let's say in two years time, the reaction will still be as loud. The crowd will still travel. Like I don't think this one championship's gonna jeopardize the dude effect essentially because this crowd is so crazy and they travel so well and the, the team's very good. Like, I don't think they'll settle um, as a fan base, not as a program, but as a fan base on this championship. Like, I feel like the next time will just be rowdier and crazier and, and like, Hey, we've done it. We won before. Let's, let's fucking do it again. Yeah. It, it's very cool. Cause it opens the floodgates for not only baseball, but for the whole school as it, as a whole, it's the athletes all across campus in every sport. They see that one team can do it. Maybe it opens it up for tennis or golf. I'm not counting on football ever. As long as Nick Saban's still alive, I'm never going to count on football. But it's cool. It opens up the floodgates. And like you said, the dude effect is not going away the next time they're in Omaha. It's It may be louder. It may be just as loud. I don't know. Um, and speaking of the dude, they got approval to expand. It's going to be bigger Damn. and better in the next few years. I think you got to be at opening day next year, dude. Oh, for sure. We're already talking about season tickets okay. with the family. So I, I already think you talked have about to. it. Yeah. Is that when I'm they gonna be there. That I got to be there for the, yeah, the trophy, the ring ceremony. Palmero is going to be there. I don't know if Clark's going to come back. Clark never comes back. Eh kind of salty about him but Dak will probably try to be there if it's not during a Super Bowl run or parade or something for you but that'd be fun be pretty cool um but I'm addicted to championship parades like yeah the parades tomorrow Friday I, I I'm like fully addicted to it because in 17 when the Astros won like we were just downtown it was there's no phone service there's a billion people and like I was like, oh my god, I need I I've been chasing this fleeting feeling of a championship parade, and I haven't got one uh, since, and it sucks because they're so goddamn cool. Yeah. So when the final out happens, the bunt the that was really a first. It was a single, basically. Absolutely. But yeah. It doesn't matter. The game ended. No replace. It still counts. Um, as Some would happens, say there's an asterisk on the last play of an asterisk championship, but I'm. That's just what the streets are saying. Hey, that was for NC State. All right. That out was for NC State. Um, but when it happened, it it wasn't even like a sense of relief for me. It was like just pure joy that I didn't know how to act. Because a lot of those players are like, oh, thank God we won a game. Thank God we won the national championship. For that team, it was just joy. It wasn't a, oh, thank God we got through there. Because those Patriots teams – when they won fucking six titles, all those guys are like, all right, it's cool. Let's wrap it up. So my swim team in college, my freshman year, we came in, we won conference for the first time in school history. We did it again next year. They did it again and again and again. I think they're on like six or seven now straight. The third or fourth year, I remember coming back and watching them and they won and they just like walked across the bulkhead and picked up the trophy. There was no screaming. It was just normal. Yeah. And it was the exact opposite of that for Mississippi State. It was just pure elation for the entire crowd. Brandon Walker's going fucking nuts in the, in the stands. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was um, it was great to see. And fuck the NCAA because they kept talking about the attendance. Record. That one tweet did upset me, and I hate to bring it back up with the NC State. The NC State players could essentially bought tickets to go to the game, and they would have been fine. They but got they left in play. Omaha, so they should have just stayed. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't even play, but they could buy a ticket and go sit in the stands. Insane. <sighs> the NCAA 
obviously Mississippi State should have been playing either Vandy or NC State. We don't know what would have happened in that last game, but the NCAA did not give NCAA or NC State a shot. Not a not chance. a single shot. Not, not a even. chance. They they gave Vandy a, a gimme, and that's not Vandy's fault. I still want that known. It's not Vandy's fault, but Vandy paid the price because they lost the national championship to Mississippi State. And it makes me so happy that after like the fourth inning, maybe it was the, it was the fifth inning, Kumar gets knocked out, top of the fifth, one out, Vandy Whistler dies. He's gone. He doesn't show up the rest of the game. And it was the best two hours of my life, just not having to hear the Vandy Whistler at a Vandy Mississippi State game. They also won a national championship. So like, yeah, makes sense. But Vandy Whistler died. Brandon Walker's having the time of his life. My buddy that runs the Barstool account, Mm-hmm. got tweeted out by all the barstool guys a selfie of them and everything he made a he's probably making a fortune on all those shirts he's designed of the willie b and the landon sims design we're working on one ourselves for apollo not a big we deal are. um but yeah it's it's really cool and then i'll rock the championship shirt all right all right deal you can wear it next year to ring night i'll uh, go fuck it i'll go to ring fuck it i'll go to ring night we're all in <laughs> I'm actually i'm like i'm look i'll be second semester for me freshman year so yeah you'll um, be there already be there on campus. you get free tickets as a look, student you, you can stay you can stay in my dorm bro all right sounds good you <laughs> where are we staying <laughs> i can't um, believe dude we honestly did you spend 50 dollars on I, both I spent, of those applications i spent 80 dollars total uh okay. 40 40 dollars for mississippi state 40 dollars for vanderbilt okay uh, I, I applied to both schools um <laughs> so bad that it's it, honestly like looking back pretty stupid but you know content never sleeps bro like if i get accepted i'm going all right i already graduated I, from college what am i do you have a graduate degree yeah you can get another one i guess go to state it's much easier yeah well, and it's a whole lot cheaper shout out state <laughs> school look we don't give it, out scholarships willy-nilly though <laughs> Mississippi State's application process was a little bit easier than the Vanderbilt one. I'll say that. But hey, let's just look. say I got in and graduated <laughs> cum laude. So hey, Hale State, go dogs. I'm 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 gonna graduate from there. Me, you, and Dak Prescott, famous alum. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And Mississippi State won a national title. I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm very confused still. It was it was pure joy, and now it's just straight confusion because I don't know. I spent probably $250 on gear that says national champions on it because I've never gotten a chance to do that. I did the same thing with the Astros did it again here. I'll, I'll be doing it again in a few years when Mississippi state wins another one. Cause now the floodgates are open. Lamonis is staying. They're expanding the dude. I'm counting on another one, which is terrible. It's that's, a terrible look, feeling because we've been expecting yeah. it every year since the Astros won in 2017 oh, and yeah. 2019 still hurts. And it's been two and a half years or two years, whatever. I can't do math anymore because a, it, 2019 broke my brain. It's a it's a feeling that you you keep chasing it. God, it sucks. I, I've never done heroin. I'll never so do now heroin, I'm, but it's probably like that. So now I'm a little pissed off because I'm counting on a national championship in the next five years. I, I feel like they can do it. They have the coach in place. They have a recruiting class that's bananas coming in. But it's baseball. Anything can happen. Anything. You need the Astros so much were the best luck. team from 2017 through 2019, and they won one title against the cheating Dodgers. I like the Braves, the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a champion. All right, give me one word to, to sum up all of it. One word. The whole Mississippi State season or the College World Series finals? Let's do both. Uh, resilient. Oh, I like that. That's that's spicy. Okay, and as for the season, so that's what for the about season? Omaha. Dick slapping, one word. <laughs> God, I was look. That's kind of that's. I just caught a ricochet shot because I was on the end of of at least two of those dick slapping. So, well, not great. Not you all weren't dick slapping. They were both one run games. Let's yeah. give you credit. You all played us much tougher than Vanderbilt ever Tell could. Tell you, that was a championship. It was, and it was incredible. I loved every second of that one, and I loved every second of beating Vanderbilt. Because beating Texas, I was like, okay, thanks. Like, I appreciate it. I wanted Dez to be in the finals with me because that would have been oh 
we so good. We would have murdered each other. We would have, yes. Because I would have actually hated Texas. I would have considered not moving to Texas in, in the near future. I would have just, I would have completely disregarded the state as a whole. And I'm glad I didn't have to do that. Um, it would have been very ugly. But Vanderbilt, been very, I've been ugly. hating Vanderbilt for years. So that was very easy for me to play Vanderbilt in the national championship. And it it made it so much sweeter that it was an SEC, SEC matchup. And it was against a team that I already didn't like. Now, if it had been Ole Miss, I would have been shitting bricks the whole time because you can't lose to Ole Miss in a national championship. But, yeah, resilient and dick slapping. That's what I'm going with for those those two adjectives, those two words for the Mississippi State season. I agree. I agree. It was awesome. Dude, you're Bednar. a champion. You're, you're a champion. Willie B, Landon Sims, Cameron James, T.A., Rowdy Jordan. Let's get rowdy. Get rowdy. And – the best part about it was that Vanderbilt had a hole in the lineup or Mississippi state had a hole in the lineup that Vanderbilt was attacking lane Forsyth nine hole. Couldn't do anything else. The whole college world series. I think he had one hit. Couldn't do anything. He has three, three knocks and a sack fly in game two. And he got hot. He had two more hits than the next night. You had zero holes. It was awesome. It was I want to say it's the most complete college baseball team that we've seen in the last five years. That's won a title. That's a take. That's a take right there, but so the last champion. five years. And I can't really tell you who won the title in the last five years, really, other than Florida, who won I in 2016. Think, I think that Coastal team could play with Coast, anyone. Coastal would have been fun. Six, 17 was Florida. 18 was Oregon State, which we lost to, Payne. Um, 19 was Vandy. Vandy would have been tough because Kumar yeah. Rocker was really Kumar Rocker then. Yeah. But hey. You're a champion, dude. Natty, natty champs. The more sack you get, the more forever. you hear Natty. So, yeah, that's the best part. And, and the dude, they're going to expand it over time. But on the outfield wall, they have how many first-round draft picks they have, how many total draft picks they've had, how many times they've been to Omaha, SEC tournaments, SEC regular season titles, whatever. They get to add a national championship part on the wall now in duty noble that's that's the best feeling i don't know okay. how they're gonna unveil it but one 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 question for me and, and i'm done asking questions and we'll just let you pop champagne and sign us out for the for the year because it's been one hell of a year but the streets are saying dynasty is it possible that can mississippi this team, state can be a can dynasty this team be a dynasty gun to your head so we need to quickly define the rules of dynasty. Three and four. Three and four? Yeah. No, they can't do that. It's baseball. They could win. I think they could win so another as one a in the next four years. Recent admittance to the great uh, institution of Mississippi State, I would I will say they do have it in them, but I guess I have more confidence in our school than I think than they'll be do. in Omaha every year. I just think baseball happens and you're only baseball get- is a that's baseball, baby. Because there's only been one team that's won like three and four. SC, in the last, right? Yeah. USC won a bajillion titles in the 60s and 70s. That's the only team. And it was much easier to win a title back then. It's so much harder to win a title. So I saw a tweet today and it's like a whole calculation thing. It was six times easier to win a title in the 60s. It's five Jesus. times easier in the 70s. Four times from the 80s to mid 90s. Mid nineties to mid two thousands, it was three times easier. Then it's two times easier to win it up until twenty fifteen. Yeah. So fifteen on, so the last seven, six titles have been the hardest ones to win. You have so many good teams out there, so many good pitchers, especially this year. You had the COVID teams. You had stacked rosters everywhere. It, some are saying this is the hardest national championship. Oh, here we go. To ever win. Look, some here are, we some go. are saying that. I don't look, know. Look, I get to be cocky for the next year, Des, and uh, you're just gonna have to deal with it. I I know, and I freaking hate it. But whatever. I you're a champion. I I'd be a lot worse than you. So you're a gracious champion. Um, no, I do think the sport is probably at its best spot. We we're going into this next year. Like how much eyeballs were on college baseball this year whether it's us the guys at 11 7 uh carabas ashland um just all these people um 
constantly putting out great content and, and getting eyes on the sport. And uh, the sport didn't let us down because it was constantly good baseball, not just through uh, the tournament, but during the regular season and conference play and all that as well. So uh, I'm truly excited to, to keep this bad boy going. Um, I know we have plans in the fall for uh, a little football college pod as well, a little teaser for that. But um, I think the sport's in a really, really, really good spot. I really do. For sure. And with the Road to Omaha podcast, it's not going to stop. Absolutely not. Content will be more sparingly. we got um, summer ball coming out. up too. Yeah, so we got summer ball to talk about. We got the draft to talk about. We have, um, as of today, July 1st, college base or college athletes as a whole are now able to make money off of their image and likeness and name and everything. So we're going to have to talk about that at some point in the next coming weeks. We got the draft to talk about July 7th or 11th, I believe, in Colorado during the All-Star break. Um, we get, we'll have content over the summer for sure. And stop. After that, I we're gonna talk about this off air, but I, I think we're gonna go down to once a month during the off season. We'll we'll put something out. We'll talk about our favorite moments of college baseball history, our favorite video game, the 2006 MVP college baseball. We we'll find stuff to talk about. We'll do a uniform bracket. Ooh, I like that. Because some, someone just someone did, did drop absolutely butchered that. I won't say that it was Barstool Sports or anything, but yeah. it was Barstool Sports. So maybe we'll do that. We're going to probably go down to about once a month after the summer kind of starts to die down. But, hey, Mississippi State. Champions. Who would have thought? Dogs win again. Dogs win again. Unbelievable. I guess they were our diamond dogs all along. It's it's all about who you carry with you. So rest in peace, the La Tech diamond dogs. Rest in peace, the Oregon Ducks. Rest in peace, my, like, four-week – Rest in peace, my four-week Tennessee volunteer bandwagon. Rest in peace, the two best pitchers in college baseball, arguably, ever, and Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. Rest in peace, Ty Madden. He's gone. So rest in peace, Willie B with the big old balls. Heading to the MLB draft, probably going to be in the first round. You know what we don't have to say rest in peace to? What is that? We get to have our lovable psychopath next year, Landon Sims. He's right back there. He's right back in the bullpen. I mean, like, come on. Like really, <laughs> hey, he literally comes out, dude. And just fucking like, quit. No. Just, just let me quit. Just like sit out a year. Get do get. I don't know. Just don't go to school. Like work out. Get ready for next draft. Don't play, please, dude. I swear, I will throw the biggest bitch fit of Landon Sims closes like three games against Texas next year. I, I, I will, I will lose it. I will absolutely lose it. I am. Praying. I'm not gonna say I would pay someone a Nancy Kerrigan him, but like that's just, it's just the guy's so good. He's, he's a god, man. Like, does I will apologize for putting that tweet out with Landon Sims after they beat, they walked off the Texas Longhorns. Look, you don't have <laughs> he, to apologize. He had, a, for he had a selfie, and I was like, dude, that's gonna get in Des's head. He's gonna be <laughs> pissed off. He's gonna, he's already mad because they lost. And then you just you get you see that face, and I, I'm gonna end it on this: the dog pile before it happened. Tanner Allen or Logan Tanner comes up. He's behind the plate. He runs to Landon Sims on the mound. Landon Sims has his hat and his glove in the air. He's just holding his hands up with the most giddy smile of all time. And it's like in a movie when someone's like standing there talking to you, and all of a sudden they get hit by a bus and they just disappear. <laughs> yes, dude. There's a camera angle. <laughs> And it is on Landon Sims close up and he's got his hands up and his hat and his glove. And all of a sudden there's 20 bodies on top of him. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. That's a great, that is a great reference. And he's that just a- cheesing. Absolutely cheesing. Eyes closed, cheesing, gone. Dog pile. Got a trophy. Bringing it back home. Natty champs, Mississippi State. Des, do you have any final words? No, brother, man, this is all you. You're the champion here. I'm uh, the third place loser, so sign us off. Bring us home. This is definitely the most Homer episode we will have all season. I I am not going to apologize for it because you are going to have to deal with Mississippi State being the national championship. They have the Twitter header and the and the profile picture. It says national champions in it. It's it's a weird feeling. I don't know how to feel. I feel great. I feel confused. I don't know what to do with my hands. Mississippi State is your 2021 college baseball national champions.
It's really cool to say. Really cool to say, but this is the Road to Omaha podcast. If you haven't already, hit that follow or the subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. If you're an Ole Miss fan, fuck off. Don't leave me a review. I don't want yours. Um, but Texas Ole Miss, fans, I love you. I love Texas, you, Ole Miss. Texas fans, you are definitely welcome in the reviews. Still love you. Um, Fady fans, you're allowed as long as you're not the whistler. Mississippi State, Tanner Allen, build him a statue. Rowdy Jordan, build him another statue. Expand the dude. Sign Chris Lamonis to a, a lifetime contract. I want to see Landon Sims on the bump every weekend and just terrorizing people next year, and I cannot wait. I want Rafael Palmero to come and video everyone's faces, how excited they are when they show off the rings next year. I want Dak Prescott there with his big old chaw on his lip and just having oh, a he good was old dipping. time. He he's, was, a, he, he's a good old boy. He's a Mississippi State dipping. guy. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and Mississippi State won a national championship. So everybody else, suck it. That's all I got to say. It was awesome. I can't believe it happened. But that's the Rodome Hot Podcast. We'll be back in a few weeks with some more content. Love you guys.